Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Believe. I am Onyx Stone. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope everyone is having a wonderful day. Hope you had a wonderful weekend, especially mothers. This past Sunday was Mother's Day. And as promised, I am going to do three podcasts for us this week. This is the first of three. So we're going to pick right back up with the ABCs of healing and wholeness, starting with letter I, letter I, I, I (laughs) kind of wrestled a little bit with what to do for I. Um, I wanted to do intuition. Um, Intuition, what is our inner voice leading us to do? That there is a voice inside of you. Um, You can call it discernment, you can call it intuition, you can call it the spirit um, voice. There is a voice inside of you and I that directs us, that leads us, that guides us. And and then I thought, no, I don't really want to talk about that. We can talk about that later. So I have a really good one for I. It is Amago Day, the image of God, that there is an image of God in each and every one of us. And on this journey towards healing and wholeness, we have to get back to that image. Um, The image of God in us, does this mean we are like God? No, we're not. But that we are created in the image and the likeness of God. And so some of that, who you think God is, who I think God is, It is in us, right? That we bear this image, this reflection, this mirror of God in all of us. Now, I just want to say that for many people who have experienced any form of negative possibility, action, thought, that has gotten to them, gotten them to a place where, you know, they do not feel, look like, reflect their best selves. Um, I'm going to say that that image of God that reflects love and light and beauty and all things good, that the image of God in all of us can be broken. Um, it can be damaged. It can be um, harmed. And so when we restore that, right, that when that image in us is recovered, because it never goes away, right? I really believe that within all of us, God is constantly beckoning and constantly calling and, and constantly trying to remind us of who we are. But so much has happened and so much has damaged us and harmed us and hurt us and wounded us that it's hard for us to hear that. And it and in it being hard for us to hear it, we almost become deaf to what God is saying to us, which is this come, I love you, you're perfect, you're beautiful. I'm with you. I'm in you. 
your mind, right? And I, I believe that the, the 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 love song, if 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 that's what I I'm gonna call it a love song, right? I love love music. Um, I love love songs, and and one of my favorite singers is Brian McKnight. Oh my God. Uh, my brother turned us on to Brian McKnight. What was that? 91, 92. And I have been loving Brian McKnight's music ever since. Back in the day, when you would go buy CDs, um, and CDs used to come out every Tuesday, there was this store when I lived in Houston. I think it was called Sound Waves. I can't remember the name of it, but I think it was called Sound Waves. And anytime Brian McKnight had a new CD, I would walk, catch the bus, around big old Houston to a sound waves so I could get the CD. And now that I'm thinking about it, I really don't even know how the CD was out because we didn't have the internet like we do back then. So I'm not really sure how I knew the blurb like new Brian McKnight CD. And this is when CDs took, you know, quality music. Uh, we don't have that these days, but it used to be about a year and a half to two years for your um, favorite artist to come out with new music. But I would just literally sit on my floor with my legs crossed and listen to his music for hours. And it was just, you know, all of these tender words and gentle and romantic and loving and kind and sensual. Now, mind you, it's just me. I'm listening to the music by myself. Right. Nobody is there. Nothing is happening. But but the words would just wash over me. And and I believe when we allow God to sing a love song to us like that, it's like a good love song. Whoever your favorite artist is and however you connect with this idea about love, that when we allow the image of God to be restored or we are connected to this image of God that is in us. It's constantly a love song, right? You're you're constantly hearing the words that God is calling you to. And, you know, the, I'm sorry, you constantly hear the words God is using over you and saying to you. And then you know what you and I can do? We can give that out, right? So to have the image of God in myself and in yourself, you know, it's holding up a mirror. So when we bear this image, guess what? We identify other image bearers and just if we can as long as and, and also excuse me as long huh, I'm confused today <laughs> even as we bear the image and are able to identify other image bearers guess what we know who does not bear the image of God um, so we know that 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 harsh nasty ugly talk um and and some of us have heard that over the love language God wants to speak over and into us and it harms us, right? So when we are children and we're not able to defend ourselves, when we're not able to protect ourselves, when we're not um, able to, to save ourselves, um, this can become a seed. And that is the seed then that keeps blooming and blossoming because it's planted. I often hear, um, 
you know, students who have been given some some just 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 spoken to harshly and negatively by their teachers, right? Or even their parents. Um, every parent does not speak a word of love, a supportive word, a nurturing word, a life-giving, life-building, life-transforming word over their child. And so, you know, these are the things some people have had to use to build their life. So their foundation is a little shaky, but guess what? Even with a shaky foundation, the image is still there. So really our foundation and our base, our base for our life is that the image of God is in us. The things that have been built on top of that is where we get the destruction, where we get the faulty um, and shoddy materials that we have built built our lives with that are, are very damaging. And so as we begin to reconstruct and reimagine and redesign some things, we can take all of that stuff down. But it's a process. It's a process. I'm from San Francisco and um, I was around for the 1989 earthquake. And you know what happened with the 1989 earthquake? If you don't know, I'll tell you. The bridge collapsed. Mm-hmm. Golden Gate Bridge collapsed right there in the middle of the Bay Bridge. This was catastrophic. This was traumatizing. This was a disaster. Now, there were people who died. So there was the top portion of the bridge and the lower portion of the bridge. And if I remember correctly, because 1989 was a long time ago. But if I remember correctly, um, well, I don't have to remember because I remember how the bridge was built. So the top portion of the bridge kind of fell um, slanted towards the bottom part. So you have the people who are driving across the bridge, they go down. Then you have the people who are underneath the bridge and um, they are impacted too. Now, thank God, the bottom part of the bridge did not collapse. And this was like, a whoa moment for all the people who lived in the Bay Area. Certainly, I was a child at the time. I wasn't driving. Um, but I just remember every time I had to go across that bridge, it, it was like a traumatizing event. Now, if you're from San Francisco, familiar with San Francisco, you are going to go across the bridge quite a bit. Like, it's impossible to avoid the bridge. Even if you are a person who doesn't drive, like you're going to be in the car with someone, you're going to the East Bay, you're going somewhere where you'll have to cross this bridge. And so for the bridge to collapse, it was just like, what, what, what who built that? You know, <laughs> and what, what materials were they using? Um, did they do a good quality check? Of course, you build bridges and you don't think they are going to collapse. And, you know, the same thing can be said about many of our lives, right? That we have grown physically. We're growing up. We're maturing. And you just expect people to, 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 to develop and to grow and um, to become. And it's like they can't because the materials that people have been throwing to them have been the same stuff that kind of were built with that bridge. And watch this. The bridge collapsed through no fault of its own. It was an earthquake. Earthquakes are natural disasters. They happen. <laughs> you know, so you and I don't ask for our trauma. We don't ask for our pain. We don't ask to be broken. We don't ask anyone, you know, can you aid me in making me feel bad about myself? No, no one signs up for that. And yet here it is. 
And so when we recover this image of God, ooh, the luster, I like that word, rich, shining and bright. The luster um, that reflects in our lives is like, it's natural light. Some people have been in darkness for so long that they don't know what light is. And it's important for you on my on your journey. It's important for me on my journey. It's important for all of us on our journey towards healing and wholeness to remember that everyone is not where you are, where I am. I, I promise you that was one of the hardest lessons that I have learned in my adult life that everyone is not you. I know, I'm still a little slow. <laughs> but but everyone is not me. Everyone is not you. Everyone is not, we're all in different places and it's okay. It's okay. And it doesn't mean that anyone is better than anyone else or that anyone's life is better than anyone else or anyone's life is worse. No, it just means that we really are in different places and we have to learn how to embrace that. And the only way you will know, the only way you will want to get healed is to first identify, recognize a name that you've been broken, um, that there are areas in your life that you know they're full of cobwebs that there is some dust some veneer over some things a veneer of dust you ever seen that in somebody's house go to people's house and the house dusty oh no passing passing not one board of health inspection just dust and I will be the first one to tell you I myself am not a duster um so I know what that looks like <laughs> but I do dust from time to time and I'm like oh get that up where did you know furniture can be looking good but it needs to be cleaned and polished and and shined back to its original luster and so that's the same about the image of God in us that we bear this um you know what was God thinking about when God said let us let us relationship create humans man and woman male and female too in our image what was God thinking about when God thought about you? That right there is a love song. That, that right there is just like, ooh, ooh, that's that's love right there, right? The how much God loves us. Do we ever really think about that? Um, I believe when we really, really ponder how much God loves us, that sometimes there are no words. And I'm comparing, or not even comparing. But alongside other people who say they love you, they love me with the love of God. Oh my God, they, they, can't, they can't hold a candle to the love God has for us, right? And that God loved us so much that God said, I don't even, I'm just gonna give you just a little bit. That's all you need. Because if I give y'all too much, y'all don't know what to do with it anyway. Um, so I'm just going to give you a little bit of me that will be in you. And with the little bit that I have given you, that the little bit of me that I've given you that's in you, I want you to do a few things, right? So I want you to be able to create. 
What are you creating with your life? What is your masterpiece? The masterpiece that is you. Um, the power to create. You know, that God had a blank ca- canvas, spoke some words, and here we are in the world. What are we doing with this creative energy that is in us? Um, that God wanted relationship with us. And so do I just have the image of God to kind of harbor and hold on to it? Um, I have a problem with people who, in a sense, want to lord God over other people um, that they believe in some kind of way. You know, the way they think about God, what they know about God is right. And you can't tell them anything about God. And because you're not doing it my way, you don't know God. See, those people don't listen to them. They, they have no idea what they're talking about and they're very damaging, right? And these will be the people who we will take some of those tools and try to go build on the foundation. Remember the when God speaks to you, it's in love. Like I had to tell the young man, he saw me out. I was minding my own business like I always do. And he wanted to have a conversation basically about if he was going to hell because he was bisexual. Whoa, whoa, bruh. You say you 28, but you look like you 52. So I know that life for you, my son, has not been a crystal stare. I don't think, I think hell might be a long stretch for you to be thinking about right now because it looks like, in my mind, I'm thinking all these things. It looks like you have lived through hell. So if you live through hell, I'm not going to place you in hell while you still living. Like, I'm not doing that. And I don't, I don't believe that we have to beat and bash God over anyone's head for them to know about God or connect with faith or their spirituality. Mm-mm. So I have to ask, do you need a God that hates you? Because I just don't think that's going to be helpful for you. And if we're trying to help others, right, get to that image, we have to have a good handle and knowledge about that image that is in us that is not our image to bear. It's God's image, the Imago Dei, that is in all of us. What are we doing with this? Um, There is a lot going on in the world I recently stopped watching the news. Can I tell you, I just felt 100% better. I didn't even know something was wrong with me. And it was called watching the news 24 hours a day. Um, I just kept thinking to myself, like every time I watched the news, which was 20, it was literally on, literally. I wake up, I'm like, my head hurt, my shoulder hurt. I think I have COVID. No, I don't. None of that was true, right? And when I turned off the news for a few days, I felt so much better um, that the pandemic is enough. It is overwhelming enough without constantly um, putting myself in the mix with this barrage of information that I cannot control. I cannot do any do anything with. There is no vaccine. They don't want this. It's just on and on and on. And, and so constantly I have to return to that image that is in me that is life-giving. Um, and so when we find those life-giving spaces and those life-giving waters and those life-giving words and those life-giving moments and just life um draw from that don't draw from anything that drains you don't draw from anything that demeans you and disrespects you're better than that you have the image of God in you 
And the real way for you to know what the value of what you possess is, is going to boil down to what do you think about God? (laughs) Really, that's what it boils down to. That's how you will fully understand what the image of God in you truly represents is when you get to the nitty gritty about what you think about God. Um, Wow. And when you discover that, I already know what God thinks about you. I sure do. God thinks you are amazing. God thinks you are beautiful. God thinks you are worthy. God thinks you are deserving. God thinks you are amazing. God thinks you are the best of everything, even when you and I are at our worst, feeling our worst, and being our worst selves, that there is constantly the beckoning, the calling, the love song being sung over our lives that's bidding us to come. So so when we have a high image about God, that image of God, that little peace, that, that peace that's within us, oh my God, our, our whole view, our whole worldview can change. So that's I, the image of God in us. Um, I will be back later on in the week to have two more episodes. We will talk about J and K and L, hopefully. We can get up to L, maybe even M this week. But that's all I have for you. Continue to enjoy your day. Be safe out there. Um, special recognition for the over 80 excuse me the over 80,000 Americans that have lost their lives as a result of um the virus COVID-19 and the current pandemic that we are in and so just want to take a moment to honor them and their lives um remembering them their families and their loved ones in these urgent and critical times that we live in also for families that have to think about burying a loved one um, in the current climate that we live in, just the trauma of what that's going to represent in their lives and, you know, hoping that um, they are able to one day, because it won't be any day soon, as we have a collective grief and trauma from this, that one day they will be able to heal and and make peace with with everything. So just want to remember them briefly and um, our world leaders and, um, you know, all of the leaders that are even in our homes. And that would be you too. So I'm thinking and sending warm, thinking of you and sending warm thoughts your way, praying for you. You have a wonderful day. I'm Onyx Stone.